0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to Rock Video Rental. I am Brandon, and with me, as always, is Caleb. Caleb, how's it going?
1: It's going. It's, you know, lonely. and <laughs> A little social distancing. Yes. little, uh, I don't know
0: what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I'm still at work. Um, my wife is a teacher, so... You know she's off for three weeks, and then she's got spring break, so you know she's off for four weeks. So it's kind of weird for like her being home the whole time, and I'm at work. Like I'm kind of losing track of what day it is too.
1: Yeah, I just I don't oh man, what was it? Was it? I don't know what day it was, but one time this week I was completely lost on what was going on and what was happening. So yeah, it's an interesting time. What a what a day to be alive. But uh,
0: yeah, this whole coronavirus thing that's going around is crazy. Just how much d- things have changed since we did our last episode, even.
1: Yeah,
0: like the whole world has changed pretty much.
1: Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks supposedly is still okay. So.
0: Yeah, Yay. I hear. Um, he was able to leave the hospital. And I, I'm not sure. I think I think I heard that he's on his way back to the United States.
1: Oh, I didn't hear that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think that was what was going on.
0: Or he was at least released from the hospital.
1: Yeah, I think um, I heard a couple of people say, like cause some of the big names that said that they had, I heard a few of them said that they had recovered. I hadn't heard. I personally haven't heard if there was a final yet for uh, Tom Hanks and his wife. But yeah. So there's that going on. And we're gonna talk about movies <laughs> <laughs> Yeah we're gonna keep it a l-
0: little bit lighter Than talking about The coronavirus which seems to be The number one topic everywhere But uh, what have you been watching Lately
1: Um well Still getting close to Finishing that seventy show we- And we're I don't know if we started last season yet But we're almost there And then, outside of that, my wife is kind of watching her shows, and the one that I watch with her a little bit here or there is uh, Criminal Minds. Mm-hmm. So, that one's pretty good. Uh, she enjoys those shows, and out of all the different things she watched, that's probably my preference. Um, I think right now, <clears throat> outside of what we've been watching for the, uh, for the reviews, what I've mostly been doing, and I know we don't really talk about it because... Uh, normally, we don't do a ton with it, but I've been playing some new games. Mm, what are you playing? Gaming content. So, new stuff going on uh, has been Red Dead Redemption 2, the Rockstar Cowboy Adventure. Basically, uh, GTA of the Wild Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and so that's good. I, um, a real quick. Uh, thing to mention for anybody who has not played it um if you like gta and you have any interest in the wild uh, in the a western game you would probably enjoy it and open world and you don't have to worry about knowing the other games to play this one because i've actually never played the other ones and i was playing this one and there might be some side notes and some little Nuggets that you could pick up from old games, but you can play yeah. through this no problem. So that's going on, and then actually, tomorrow is kind of uh, the bit uh, well, I don't know if I would say a big one, it depends on who you are, but a lot of people are talking about this game coming out called Animal Crossing. That I'm getting it's more of a family game that I'll probably be spending time playing with my daughter because I don't know what <sighs> it's not, I don't know really what to compare it to. That's really popular, but. It's if anybody knows stardew valley but that's not um something that everybody knows but it's kind of like a community build build your home earn money build build different stuff you know one of those happy family friendly kind of things so i might talk about that next week because we'll be my daughter's been talking about forever every day she's like when's it coming out when's it coming out so we'll be (laughs) we'll be playing that starting tomorrow and i'll probably have something to say about next week so
0: Yeah, Animal Crossing. That's been around for a while.
1: Oh, you're familiar with it?
0: Yeah. um, What was it? When I bought... Because I bought my Nintendo DS from from
1: Jersh. Jersh McGersh.
0: Yeah. I bought it from him, and he had one of the Animal Crossing games with it.
1: Oh, nice. Okay.
0: Yeah. So I can't remember when it got its start. I want to say, like, N64.
1: Um... Oh, I'm not sure. I was looking it up a little bit because I've actually never played the Animal Crossing games before. And they've got, mm-hmm. I think, three different ones. Um, there was the DS. There was the GameCube. And it originally started as a straight up Japanese game. And then they converted it to, uh, you know, for outside of the country. I think it was like six months or years later. And I can't remember what platform it was on. It may have been the 64 but yeah it's been going for a while and it has a huge following and wow. people got my attention so i looked into it and it looks like a pretty good uh family game so
0: yeah
1: but how about you what uh what have you been watching outside of our movie review
0: um uh, my wife and i are still watching 90 day fiance i think we're on we're on season six now um there's Seven seasons. I think the seventh one is the current season. So there's still episodes coming out. Um, Other than that. uh, And what I'm watching. I watched the original jungle book one day. I like I was home with my daughter. We watched a jungle book on Disney plus. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started watching some of swingers. I didn't get all the way through it. But that's the first time I've ever seen that. So. Other than that, man, not a whole lot. I feel like it just 90-day fiancé, I guess. You know, when I get home from work, the couple hours I got, we've been watching a few episodes of that. I mean, they're hour-long episodes, so it takes up a little bit of the time. Hmm. I guess, you know, I watched some King of the Hill over the weekend. That's probably the only other thing. Nice. But we can move on to our next segment, which is the classic, Did You Know? You were right on the spot with the music that time.
1: Yeah, I was, uh, (laughs) I was, A, my Wheaties this morning. Yeah, you were struggling a little bit
0: the last couple of weeks, but you were right out of this time. <laughs> struggling. Uh, but yeah, this week it is your turn. So what do you got?
1: All right. So did you know we are going to go into the animal kingdom and talking about dogs and the popular name for dogs, Fido. Where did it come from? And so, this is kind of like a double, double. Did you know? Um, there's some debate on if Fido was made popular by President Lincoln's first dog, okay, or if it was made popular by the Italian dog, Fido. So, mm-hmm. both of them have unique stories. Real quick, I'll make them as brief as pro- possible. The Italian dog. Um, received his popularity because uh, he blo- his owner uh, would go to work or travel every day, and the dog would wait for its owner every day at the wait was a bus station, uh, bus station or train station? Yeah, bus stop. And he would wait for him every day. And during World War II, his owner was killed and the dog every day would still show up and wait for his owner to show up Uh, that
0: reminds me of futurama (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) with fry and his dog there's an episode like that but anyway continue
1: uh they they've made movies about it but i don't think they called him fido i think they did other stuff but anyway so he the dog showed up like people helped and took care of the dog and everything after the owner was killed Dog showed up every day waiting for his owner for 14 years. Jeez. 14 years until the dog died. So that uh, it, the dog was known around the world. The story went everywhere. So that was World War II. So we go before that, and we talk about Lincoln's dog. Now, Lincoln's dog is famous for a couple reasons, because he was the first dog, but also... Because he was assassinated like President Lincoln was. <laughs> that's that's how they frame it. Um, but apparently the story is that Lincoln's dog, I think it was around a year after Lincoln died, um, there was a drunk man in town uh, sitting on some steps or something, and the dog kind of jumped up and put his paws on him. Mm-hmm. And so the guy, in a drunken rage, stabbed the dog, and he died. Oh, man. Uh, I was expecting that they were saying that he was shot then, but either way, uh, he was killed. So um, it was framed, you know, how stories do that to grab attention. Uh, Somebody said, you know, he was assassinated like his master was. So it's a debate on whether Fido, the name Fido was made popular from the president's dog or the Italian dog is a debate.
0: Interesting. So, Yeah, I didn't know that Lincoln even had a dog. And the fact that he was assassinated, it's kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I think I knew or kind of figured he had a dog. But yeah, I had no idea, first of all, that his name was Fido. And then secondly, that he was killed. So learn something new every day. Interesting. Rock. Well, with that, we can move
0: on into our main topic. When Robert and Nancy became man and wife, their children became stepbrothers. Hey. Hey. Now... Brendan, you and Dale are gonna have to share a room. Just until the two of you get jobs and you move out. ...they're living side by side. Are you awake? Yeah. I hate your guts. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. I'll kill you! ...working out their differences. I think they're starting to like each other. What are you doing? I'm burying you.
1: I'm alive! I'm alive! We're waking the neighbors! Shut up! And facing new challenges. You have one month to find jobs or you're on your ass. What? This house is a prison!
0: Well, Brennan, you certainly have had a lot of jobs.
1: Thank you. I'm a real self-starter.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Who is this gentleman sitting behind you?
1: Hello, Miss Lady.
0: Unfortunately, there isn't another position available.
1: We're willing to have sex with you. Please leave this office. Do we get any sort of souvenir?
0: Get out of my office! From Columbia Pictures. Nancy and I are retiring. We're putting the house on the market. What about us? They'll have to team up. We're not going anywhere. I'm working on a plan. To hang on to the things they care about most. As you can see, you got a really awesome front lawn. I'm
1: getting a really good feeling about this. I am so glad. Welcome to the neighborhood. The neighbor is a Nazi. Howdy. Hey, I love the color of your skin. Uh, We're done here. Yeah. Step Brothers. We did it! Woo-hoo!
0: This is how it's doing. And the movie of the week is the 2008 comedy Step Brothers. It is directed by Adam McKay. It is starring Will Farrell as Brennan Huff, John C. Riley as Dale Doback, Mary steenburgen as Nancy Huff. Richard Jenkins as Robert Doback and Adam Scott as Derek Huff. Um, the plot for the movie is two aimless middle-aged losers still living at home are forced against their will to become roommates when their parents marry. Um me start this off by saying I, I've seen this movie probably like 30 times. I know like, I know when you see a movie a lot, you say I've seen it a hundred, but if you think about it, like how many movies have you actually seen a hundred times?
1: Oh gosh. I've, (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen it. Well, maybe Homer Bound, but that's besides the point.
0: (laughs) Yeah. This is one of those movies that like when it came out, I saw it in theater and, uh, it was one of the most popular like DVDs at the time when it came out, like it sold just millions of copies. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I bought it and you know watched it like crazy, especially in college. Um, yeah, I mean, I've watched it a couple times, like in the last year and a half, even it's just I don't know, one of my favorite movies uh, how many times have you seen this, do you think?
1: oh man, um not not as many as I kind of thought you know, when we talked about reviewing this movie. I'd yeah. probably say half a dozen times, definitely no more than 10. Um, but more, more than the average movie. Cause I'd say if I watch a movie more than once, usually it's not more than three times. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd say half a dozen times probably.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it really, I don't know when it came out, it was hilarious. And you know, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley just like play so well off of each other
1: yeah oh, um, actually, do you know they had worked together before this? I can't remember, yeah on Talladega nights okay, yeah, that's right i'm yeah. I'm bad with their like the order of the movies that they did, yeah,
0: um, I mean, really, this is kind of like the pinnacle of those two working together. Uh, you know they lived it a little bit after this, but this is by far like I feel like their best movie that those two did together mm-hmm um. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of funny. Like it starts off, so the, you know we get to see how both Brennan and Dale kind of live their lives, like with their you know respective parents, and uh, then we see like the parents meet at like a conference. Uh, they hook up, and then they get married, and we you know they see the wedding and everything, and both Dale and Brennan kind of have their awkward. Moments during the wedding and <laughs> make a scene, and just you could just see that you know they're very childish, um, and you know, just complete like losers. Uh, and then you know, so they the parents move in together, and you, you know, it just from then we get to see uh Dale and Brennan as kind of like rivals competing, and um trying to you know be like the top dog in the house pretty much and you know from there it just kind of they, they grow to like each other become good friends and uh it's just their relationship and their friendship is pretty much the rest of the movie
1: yeah uh, it sounds it's... so it sounds so simple but it's so extreme <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it sounds
0: simple. It's like the i the movie really doesn't have much of a plot.
1: No, <laughs> not really.
0: It's like so simple. Like you know when somebody made this, they sat down and they're just like, "What if we made a movie with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, and they're just like two forty-year-old guys who live with their parents, <laughs> and then like they become stepbrothers." <laughs> And then it's like, okay, well, let's just write up some funny scenes and just have those two work off from each other because we know that they work good together.
1: Yeah. Uh, I quickly looked it up just for reference because I mentioned Mm -hmm. it. So 2006 was Talladega Nights, 2008 was Step Brothers. Then they really didn't do anything until 2018 with the Holmes and Watson.
0: Yeah, and I haven't watched that, but I heard it was pretty bad.
1: Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, and I don't know
0: if it's just the writing, or if like the, those two guys were just weren't feeling it, or whatnot. But um, you know, they've kind of done well. Obviously, Will Ferrell has done a lot more than John C. Riley has, mm-hmm. you know, especially in a, a comedy wise. But John C. Riley, I feel like, is more of a versatile actor.
1: Days of Thunder.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Days of Thunder. What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Uh, Boogie Nights. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Cedar Rapids.
1: I don't
0: think so. It's got Andy Bernard in it and John C. Riley. Nice, but yeah, it's that one's kind of funny. And I mean, John C. Riley's biggest comedy movie after that was probably Walk Hard: The Dewey Cox Story.
1: I still have to see that.
0: Which, oh man, we're, we might have to review that sometime because I I love that movie and I don't feel like it gets the credit it
1: deserves. Yeah, we've talked about that a little bit
0: yeah um man with Step Brothers, i don't know like i feel like the way it starts and with um showing the two guys how you know they kind of live their everyday lives is just like the perfect way to start the movie and <laughs> <laughs> there's so many like funny things throughout the movie but uh one of my favorites for some reason is just like when mr dobak is telling dale like, hey, I left money for you on the counter so you can get a pizza. <laughs> and he's like, and "The Dale's just like, what if I want wings? And he's like, you don't need wings. And he's like, it's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> like while he's standing there playing Guitar Hero in his underwear.
1: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's, oh, man. It, well, that it's great that you mentioned that because I, the – I think one of the best things about this movie and I've said it about, I've kind of brought this up, but since we're reviewing these, I I pay more attention than just sitting there and, you know, to be entertained, but Mm -hmm. it's like the little things that make this so great. Like the little details that they did like for, like they could have easily started off the movie without, you know, showing you their everyday lives. Like you were saying. Yeah. Um, but then one of the things that I noticed that I was just, I mean, you see it, it's right in front of you, but you kind of don't think about how little of a detail it is. But when, um, Brendan and his mom are moving to the new house, Brendan's sitting in the back seat. Yeah. Like have, a kid. <laughs> yeah. He could have easily been sitting in the front seat, but they thought about <laughs> that and they put him in the back seat and it's just, it's just so perfect. So hilarious. Um, I was trying well, to think.
0: just like, the conversation that they have too, where um, he's like, "You know, I'm not gonna call him dad." <laughs> She's like, "Brennan, you're 40 years old. I'm not expecting you to call him dad." He's like, "Well, I'm not going to ever, even if there's a fire." <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like something that a you know, like a 12 year old or something would say to his mom that's getting remarried, uh, and then. It's like, well, where'd he go to school? He went to Johns Hopkins. Is that good enough? It's like, I used to smoke pot with a John Hopkins. (laughs) You don't know a John Hopkins. It was John Hopkins and Sloan Kettering, and they were blazing that shit. (laughs) It was just, I've seen this movie so many times, I think I know like every single quote in it. Yeah. Yeah, be ready for that.
1: Well, like looking at this, uh, paying attention and kind of looking at the smaller things, I'm kind of like, what are some of the things that were in this where you're just like, oh, they didn't, that didn't really have to be in there, but they included it and it helped out the movie. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, when they showed up at the house, it, uh, moving in and the neighbor was blind and had his dog. Yeah. It have been. <laughs> Yeah. I was so confused. I was like why are they even bothering with this? Like, I didn't remember some of the smaller details later in the movie, and the dog cinnamon shows up for the fight that they have outside. Yeah. And so it's just like, you know, that didn't need to be in there, but they put it in there, and it just, like, it was fine. It was funny, and it added to it. Kind of like the, the same thing with the, um, and, of course, everybody remembers this because it's a little bit bigger, but the whole thing about them going and taking that one route home <laughs> and yeah. not and not going by the playground like that didn't did that have to be in there no <laughs> but it was great because it put it in perspective of these two guys act like kids still and then here's them act, um, interacting with other real kids and yeah, how,
0: like the kids actually treat them like kids
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, well the kids uh, kind of almost act more grown up than uh, Dale and Brennan.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's true. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Chris Gardaki, <laughs> <laughs> the bully. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I talked earlier about when they have the the wedding, and, you know, Brennan causes a scene where he's he stands up. Well, because his mom says something about you know, this is going to be our living arrangement. And my son Brennan, you know, he still lives with me after he got laid off or after he got fired from PetSmart, (laughs) he stands up and he's like, I wasn't fired. I got laid off. It's like, I've told you that. And then he grabs his plate and he's like, and I didn't want salmon. I said it six times. (laughs) And then he storms off, just screams his wedding, is horseshit. Oh, gosh! It's just the stupid stuff like that like there's a there wasn't necessary to have that, but it just plays off like gives you a little more of like their personalities, I guess,
1: oh yeah, well, like that I mean, we already discussed that too a little bit, like that little introduction, like their everyday lives, what brought their parents together, like all of that little bit helps because they easily could have tried starting this movie off with them just moving in together, you know,
0: yeah, and it gives like a little insight like before they get married and then you get to see like uh, Dale and Brennan kind of their their thoughts towards their parents getting married and then I mean we talked about the ride over to moving into the house but when Dale and Brennan first meet that's (laughs) (laughs) it's just I don't know it's just like a great interaction they have and I know if like from a graphic design standpoint that i always thought like the the way they do the title of the movie oh yeah when dale and brenner just kind of staring each other down and the you know the handwritten font of Step Brothers comes up in between them i always thought that was really well done it just a really cool way to kind of frame the title of the movie yeah you know, without just having like a black screen with the word Step Brothers on it
1: have you ever thought about um how it would have happened that they never really met each other before that like their parents dated their parents took it far enough to say hey let's get (laughs) married they planned a wedding they get married and they're at the same wedding and yet they don't really officially meet until they move in together
0: yeah what's hilarious is I've seen this movie like a million times and I never thought about that
1: <laughs> I, it, it doesn't bother me, but I was just kind of like I, that thought has crossed my mind, where it's just like, in oh, honesty they probably would have met each other before this.
0: Yeah, and it's almost like it's almost like Dale has never met Brennan's mom, and Brennan has never met Mister Doback. Yeah, very true. And it's funny because you know, you know, Barry Steamberg's character walks up and. And Dale's just like, can you make me something to eat? Can you make me grilled cheese? And she's like, yeah, I can. And and Mr. Dumbag's like, he just ate. He's testing you. (laughs) (laughs) And And then he's like, he's telling her, like, the rules of the house and stuff. You know, he's like, I like to have a lot of fresh fruit around. And, you know, I like um, chocolate chips in my pancakes. And he's like, you know what? She's going to be mom, so she's going to have to know this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, the that, what? Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, no. Continue with what you're saying.
1: I was going to say, when he was talking about the grilled cheese sandwich, uh, or can you make me some food or whatever, and then his dad's just like, look in your right hand. And then yeah, they walk he's, away.
0: Like, he's literally holding a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: walk away, and he does that little, like, he looks down at his hand, like he completely forgot it was there. <laughs> yeah, and
0: then, like, You know, the the interaction that him and Brennan have where they're just like, you know, you got to call me Dragon. Well, that's all right. You have to call me Nighthawk. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's just like, I hate you kind of thing. (laughs) And then you, you get to see more of it, too, when they're sitting down having dinner and you know, they're just, like, staring at each other the whole time. And just the stupid, like, insults they had back and forth. Like, just like their kids the whole time. It's basically, like, two 40-year-old men acting like 10-year-old boys.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Like, pretty much the whole movie. And, um, there's a, there's a few funny quotes from that scene. Like, the, you know, the mom talking about making fancy sauce. <laughs> How it's, you know, ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together, and um, what was it it's like you got you have a problem and uh, it's like why don't you take a picture it'll last longer and the dad says oh, you know why you stop being so confrontational Dale and he's like I'm not the one staring at me <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know the you know Brennan says that's so funny the last time I heard that I fell off my dinosaur you know, I remember my first beer and just the the stupid insults back and forth to each other. And uh, another kind of re- recurring thing that makes me laugh in this movie is how Brennan is like extremely uncomfortable around Mr. Doback.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: like he doesn't know what to call him. He's like, "All right, good night, um, Mr. Doback," and he's like, "You you can call me you can call me Robert Brennan." Okay, Robin. It's Robert. Okay, Robert. (laughs) He's like, kind (laughs) of bubbles it. (laughs) And then he acts like he's going to hug him. And then he like stops and then sticks his hand out like he's going to shake his hand. (laughs) It's just really awkward. It just, I don't know, makes me laugh. Again, it goes back to like them acting like kids.
1: Yeah. I think one of the best awkward moments though was him hugging his brother at the end of the movie. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Um, oh man, his brother. We'll get into that. He's one of the the best kind of minor characters, I guess.
1: Yeah, they they did really. Yeah, they did really good with the main characters and the minor characters.
0: Yeah, the casting is great in this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I guess
0: some of the other fun exchanges. You get the the first night where they're. You know, Dale and Brennan are sharing a room. Um, they're you know, Dale's taking him to show him his room and he's gonna show him around the house and he's just saying stupid things like, you know, the house was built in 1835 by General Custer. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, This room right here, he's like, uh, This is my my beat laboratory. <laughs> and he showed him his drum and he's like, I have to tell you do not touch my drum set. And Brennan's like, Oh, okay. Dale says, you know, what did I say? He said, do not the, don't touch it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, that was me at a seven. You don't want to see me go to a (laughs) 10. And you know, the whole drum set thing that, that comes up to play, goes back to play like later in the movie. in like some funny ways. Um, like they're, they're sharing a room and they're both laying in bed they're just kind of like insulting each other back and forth like you know I hope you don't move around a lot when you sleep because I'm put a rat trap between your legs oh yeah um, I'm gonna punch you in the face as hard as I can the like you can close your eyes and just you know And there's a funny part too going back to them acting like kids where uh, you know Dale says something about how him and his dad thought Brennan's mom was pretty hot and they wanted to have her around, but they'd have to put up with the retard in the meantime. You know, and Brennan's just like, Who's the retard? And he's like, You, you are. And then Brennan just yells at him, Y'all don't say that. Y'all don't say that, man. And that's you know, go back to the back of like kids where where Dale's just like, Shh, you wanna wake my dad up? <laughs> but that kind of starts off with You know, them trying to like play playing pranks on each other. You know, we get uh, Dale writing, I love crystal meth on the back of Brennan's shirt, like Brennan doing like this makeup on Dale's face, it looks like a big bloody gash, and it's just like stupid stuff back and forth like that to each other. And then there comes the day when they have the fight. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And You know, the fight's kicked off by Brennan is home alone. Dale leaves and Brennan's like messing with Dale's drum set and pouted on it and just being stupid. And Dale comes home and Brennan's acting like nothing happened. And Dale knows that he touched his drum set because there was like a nick in the drums, drumstick. And, you know, things aren't quite right. Like they're supposed to be. And that starts like this huge fight. And, uh the fight scene is pretty hilarious because it's two like complete idiots like trying to fight each other.
1: Oh yeah, uh,
0: you know one's using a Dale's using a golf club and and Brennan's got a, a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to hit him. Uh, you know the dog Cinnamon that you mentioned earlier uh, is like in there like biting uh, Brennan's leg while they're fighting, and you know they both parents get the call that like their kids are fighting and they show up and try to split it up. And it ends up with like both the, the guys like knocking each other out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: So basically uh, like the dad says, you know, you got to go and get jobs. And this is like where the movie kind of changes and Dale and Brennan become friends.
1: hmm. Now, yeah, and that was all pivoting around two when Eric's or not sorry <clears throat> when uh, Brennan's brother shows up.
0: Yeah, and it's right around that time where um, it's right after the fight was where um, Brennan's brother shows up, and he's played by Adam Scott from yeah. Parks and Recreation. And I don't know, just like he is, just plays like the perfect douchebag.
1: Yeah, he's it's... pretty versatile
0: yeah he does a great job in this movie he's like just a guy that you want to punch in the face like he's got the most punchable face uh,
1: it's sometimes you know, it's what like... we call uh, a Chad or Zach <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> uh, so you know Brendan hates his brother he doesn't want to be anywhere near him. Dale's like trying to get to know him and you know Derek's just treating treat him like a like he's a complete moron and you know, Dale goes off and he like finds Brennan in the treehouse, and he's like saying like how much of a jerk his brother is. And uh, you know, Derek climbs up in the treehouse and he's like, you know, Mom told me to come up here and offer you a job, and I'm only doing it because she told me to. I don't want you working with me, kind of thing. And he's just like insulting, go back and forth, and. Uh, Dale's just like, dude, what is your problem? And it's like one of his best, one of Derek's best quotes. And he's like, what is my problem? He's like, uh, I don't have a problem. He's like, I made over 150 K last year. And then he's like, I haven't eaten a carb since 2003. He pulls up a shirt. and It's obvious that it's not Adam Scott. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's got like these oiled up like abs. And he's like, you want to touch this? He's like, do you want to? He's like, because that's what I live with all day, every day. And then he's like, so yeah, I have like the exact opposite of a problem, Dale. (laughs) (laughs) Then, you know, he dares him to punch him. Dale punches him in the face. He falls out of the the treehouse. And that's when like uh, Dale and Brendan become best friends. You know, because Brendan hates hates Derek so much. Dale like stood up for him and punched him in the face. And that's also when we get the, the awkward interaction between Derek's wife and Dale, <laughs> where she's so happy that Dale, like, stood up to him and punched him in the face, and then she, like, becomes in love with him, and it gets, like, super inappropriate after a while. <laughs> super,
1: super crazy. Yeah. Like, I, sometimes, like, when I watch movies, I'm just like, where where does this come from?
0: yeah pretty much like that's another thing that wasn't really necessary but it's just kind of like a funny thing added
1: yeah well like i mean because you think about it because the way you just explained it like somebody finally stood up to her husband and she obviously like has a problem with her husband so yeah her getting enamored by dale fine normal but then it is like you said wildly inappropriate crazy ridiculous I've never heard a conversation anywhere similar to that in my normal everyday
0: (laughs) life. So, Uh, yeah, just awkward stuff she says. Uh, And Derek's wife is played by Catherine Hahn. Um, She showed up in some other things. She was in um, that Cedar Rapids movie that I talked about earlier with John C. Riley. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, from then on, you know, they do the the interviews for the the jobs, and those are just, like, completely awkward. We, you know, we get some kind of cameos, one from Seth Rogen, and, uh, you know, get the whole Pam Pan situation <laughs> where they interview as a team, and they, like, can't get this woman's name right, and her name is Pam, but they keep calling her Pan or Panned. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it's just the, it's like a quick montage of like all these interviews they have, and they bomb every single one of them. And that's when we get the the scene with the kids that you talked about, where mm-hmm. they take the the wrong way home, and it, basically they just get their butts kicked by um, their butts kicked by like a bunch of kids. <laughs> uh, Oh, and it's, I have to mention, too, that they it did all their interviews in tuxedos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, from then on, like, they realize that the things that they do are kind of, like, affecting their parents a little bit. So, you know, they had the idea that they need to start their own business and their idea for their business is going to be called Prestige Worldwide, where it's just <laughs> like a worldwide entertainment company. And it's basically like they have no clue what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> the presentation video. They just know that, you know, like, Dale is a good drummer, and then Brennan can sing, which, you know, Dale refers to Brennan's voice as a mixture of Fergie and Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> But that's when we get Derek's birthday party and Dale and Brennan release their first music video (laughs) and their like presentation and everything. Uh, And that's when we get the classic uh, song Boats and Hoes. Such a
1: classic.
0: yeah, which kind of took a, like a life of its own after the movie, even. Because I remember like when the movie came out, and a few of my friends saw it before I did, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you have to go see Step Brothers and like just wait for the boats and hose scene." And I was like <laughs> completely confused, and when that came on, like I about lost it in the theater. <laughs> but, like I think I, I think my brother and I went to go see it because we were like on a. A street there, We're going to see Will Ferrell movies for a while. Like we saw Anchorman together, and then we saw uh, Talladega Nights, and then Step Brothers. But <laughs> yeah, just so they filmed this video of like them rapping, and it's like all just sexual references and uh, just like re- completely ridiculous things, and they're on. Uh, Dale's dad's uh, sailing sailboat that he's like obsessed with, mm. and uh, they got like some random girls. I don't. They never say like where the girls came from. I'm just assuming that they uh, they hired some uh, escorts or something, <laughs> <laughs> which would be about right. Uh, so the you know they had their whole song, and everybody's just kind of like appalled by it, and other people are laughing at it because it's so ridiculous. And then at the end of the video, the boat gets like completely destroyed by crashing into rocks. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, you know, Mr. Dobak loses his mind. And basically that leads to like this big fight. Uh, and, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Dobak getting a divorce.
1: Yeah. Leads to the divorce. And then the down spiral of the brothers and the separation
0: yeah and then kind of like it forced them to grow up at least a little bit Mm -hmm. so they you know Brennan goes he gets his own apartment and then he goes and works for or with Derek at his job Um, and then you know Dale he becomes like a caterer Uh, and then Brennan has has to run this he takes over he's doing a good job at his job and he wants to, like, really impress his brother and his mom and everything by taking over the Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think the I think the term Catalina wine mixer has to be said about 20 times in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, well, he takes over that and then he hires Dale's uh, catering company that he works for to cater it. What were you going to say?
1: Oh, well, I was just going to say, like, that's one thing, too, that... Uh, confused me a little bit on like the time frame of this Mm -hmm. of okay so when they separated to the catalina wine mixer like how much time are we saying goes by because essentially both dale and brendan somehow excel immensely at their jobs because not only is dale working for the catering company essentially he is like organizing the catering uh event for the Catalina wine mixer in what short period amount of time and Brendan working for his brother in what short period amount of time turns around and is doing well enough that he is going to entrust him with hosting the Catalina wine mixer. Yeah that was one um, thing that I was just kind of like what is this I, I always kind of wondered, like what this time frame was between the divorce and the cannelly wine mixer
0: yeah I'm assuming it's like a few uh, a few months because you can see um, Mr. and Mrs. Dobek's like marriage kind of crumbling around Christmas time mm-hmm. and was it like the next day or something like that on Christmas day they have like a meal and they have like Derek and his family over and they explain like, they're going to get a divorce.
1: Yeah. Which was amazing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: They have like (laughs) the two, like Dale Brennan have like some crazy, like stupid crying. I
1: I think I'm going to throw up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Um, my gosh. He actually threw up. (laughs) And then they have like a,
0: a, I guess after that, they, they do have kind of like a montage of those guys living on their own.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, just, and of course, like, this is, it's no part of it, it's just, it was just me kind of noticing some of the smaller details of, like, um, but it's just, like, how how does that work? Because, I mean, you know, moving up to do something like the Catalina wine mixer would be, like, years or something like that, but this was, yeah, and (laughs) this was, like,
0: yeah, we see them both, like, getting counseling as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. And uh, those are pretty funny, too. Like, uh, you know, Brennan has this counselor that he's talking to, and, like, basically he falls in love with her. And she's like, I have given you no reason to ever think that my feelings are anything but professional with you. But okay,
1: (laughs) I think the better one was actually I always enjoyed the interaction that Dale had with his where he was trying to explain his life as plots the movies yeah
0: he's like um, yeah I work as a janitor but I'm really smart and like I'm really good at math and people you leave like these equations up on a board and I'll just solve them <laughs> and the, you know this counselor's just kind of like um are you talking about Goodwill hunting it's like no I'm not so anyway <laughs> my best friend is Ben Affleck <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah, you get, like, these crazy um, scenes later on, too, like, that, you know, go on with uh, with uh, Brennan and his counselor and Dale and Derek's wife. Oh, <laughs> and, you know, that kind of comes towards the end, but Uh, I'll I'll circle back to that when we get to it. But so he has a Catalina wine mixer and, you know, the band that they have is supposed to be like a Billy Joel tribute band, but it's only 80s Billy Joel. (laughs) And like all these people are called out for piano man and all that kind of stuff. And then It's Horatio Sands is the singer of the band and he basically like loses his mind and he storms off. They have no music and uh, people are starting to like get unruly. Mr. Dobak goes and talks to like Dale and Brennan, and he tells them the story about when he was a kid that he wanted to be a dinosaur more than anything. (laughs) And he would run around acting like a dinosaur, and he's telling them, like, basically his point of his story is just like, uh, you guys used to be, like, big dreamers, and you didn't care what people thought of you. Like, now you're just boring, and you need to go back and get some of that creative side you used to have. And he's like, we don't have a band. I'm looking up there. I see drums. I see a microphone. And I look over here and I see a drummer and a singer. Like, so get up there and like, do your thing. Neither of them wants to do it. And Dale's just like, heck with I'm going up there. And he starts playing the drums. People are booing him. And uh, Brennan goes up there and starts singing. And he sings like this, like an opera song.
1: Yeah. I think it's, <laughs> Porte Lavore or something. Yeah,
0: it sounds about right. Which is funny because you know Dale's hit the drums and f- like for some reason he just goes boats and hoes. <laughs> <laughs> but basically everybody like it really enjoys the music. Um, and that's when we get the one of the weird like fantasy scenes with Will Ferrell and uh, his. <laughs> his counselor, because he, like, invites her to the party. She shows up, and it's just like, okay, what's she doing there? And, like, she hears him singing, and she just kind of, like, looks at him. And then she has, like, this weird fantasy of her getting, like, she getting, like, attacked by a bear or something? And then Will Ferrell, like, plows through the door dressed up like a, a lumberjack.
1: I and thought she like, was I- just- I mm-hmm. thought she was just counseling somebody, and then he like barged in on her. Oh yeah, he's and he's like, I
0: have traveled ten thousand miles to give you my seed. <laughs> <laughs> he like picks her up over the shoulder, and, like st- like throws her down, <laughs> and then uh, we get Derek's wife fantasizing about Dale and. She's like a wood nymph or something like that. And she's like <laughs> naked with her hair covering like her chest and everything. And she looks off in the distance and she sees uh, Dale as a centaur. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's just like,
0: thought of these scenes? <laughs> how much
1: pot does these people smoke?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's how I thought too. Um, but, you know, after that, they, you know they realize that they loved doing what they did. They were good at it. You know people really liking it, and you know the song was so good that Derek decides. You know I've been really crappy to Brennan like pretty much his whole life, and he has flashbacks of when they were kids and how Brennan was was good with them when they were like really young. And that's when we get like the awkward hug scene, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> Oh gosh, just their interaction in that part is so funny. But basically, Mr. and Mrs. Doback realized, too that you know they miss each other, and maybe getting a divorce or separating or whatever was was a mistake. So they decide they're going to get back together, and that's when, you know that's when we get to the end of the movie. Uh, they're having like a family dinner, and everybody's discussing like their lives, and you know Derek's going off bragging all this stuff, and. Mr. Dobak like stops him and asks Dale and Brennan like how their company's doing. So they they did start Prestige Worldwide, but it's a karaoke company. Yeah. Where like, you know, they have like their karaoke set up, set up in like all these different bars around the area and like they're doing well. Uh, but it's obvious too like now after the whole singing scene that Brennan's counselor is now like in love with him, <laughs> uh, which is funny because you know when she showed up at the Catalina wine mixer, he's like, "Oh, you came," and she's like, "Well, legally, I had to because you said you were going to kill yourself if I didn't come." <laughs> <laughs> but she is a fall for him, and you know, at the end of the movie, we kind of see you know they're a little more grown up; they have more direction but they still have, like, their childhood, like, whimsy, I guess. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Delvac takes his boat and makes it into a, like, a tree fort for him. And then, like, fills it full of gifts for him, like, crossbows and Chewbacca mask and hustlers. (laughs) 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 Sailor hats and stuff. It was just funny. Yeah. and then, you know, the final scene we get is we get, like, their redemption with Chris Gardaki and the bullies and the kids. Mm. And we get, like, this ridiculous, almost, like, uh, John Woo-style, <laughs> movie-style fight with Dale and Brennan, like, flying around. There's, like, a freeze frame where the camera, like, goes around them in a circle and doves are flying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was and that was like the the thing too, where it's just like it's the little things. Like they didn't have to end it that way, but then they <laughs> they decided to.
0: Yeah, that's almost like they're like, "There's one more thing we have to do," and you know they like, they beat the crap out of all the kids, and they're like, "Yeah, we better get out of here before the cops show up." <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's like kids like straight getting punched in the face and everything. It's just so funny but um, so what were some of the scenes that, you know, it, maybe we didn't mention that were like super memorable to you or some of your favorites?
1: Oh man, I think we went through so much and we talked about a lot of it. Um I'm not sure if anything was really missed uh that I was specifically going to talk about. Did you have anything or
0: uh not really? I feel like we covered a lot of it. Um, you know, I mentioned, like, Boats and Hose is one of my, my favorite parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, the stupid little interactions back and forth. I guess, like, the sleepwalking scenes were pretty hilarious. Oh, yeah. And uh, I guess one we didn't mention, which I can't believe we didn't mention it, the bunk bed scene.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so there's a part where uh, it's after they become friends, and Dale and Brennan decide they're going to turn their beds into bunk beds. And... You know, Mr. Dobak's just like, you can do it. That's fine. But I feel like you should be more worried about your interviews you have in the morning. Mm. So they go and they sell it, they just like rigged something up. There's like a huge wooden pencil that's holding the bed together, like a random two by four. And, uh, you know, Brennan's on the bottom. Dale jumps on top and it collapses. Uh, One of the most probably quotable lines from the movie is when Dale says, you know, there's so much more room for activities. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like we could do aerobics in here and he's dancing around and yeah, that's probably one of the the most memorable scenes or what one of the most rewatchable scenes, I guess, in the movie.
1: Yeah, that was pretty good.
0: Yeah. Other than that, um, that's pretty much what I got. Uh, you know, we talked about the acting a little bit and how Will Ferrell and John C. Riley really play off each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like one of the most underrated, actors in the movie is richard jenkins as dr Doback. yeah it Go just ahead. you know he kind of plays like really stirred and kind of i don't kind of so disappointed in the, like the two sons and he just wants them to grow up and it's just like oh are these guys ever going to get out of this house so we can retire and you know we could sail around the world on my boat and you just see, like, his slow kind of dive into madness with these two idiots, like, screwing up everything in his life. You know, broke up his uh, his marriage and destroyed his boat. And, like, the whole freak out over his boat kind of, it makes me laugh. Like, he's like, you wrecked my boat, you goons. <laughs> <laughs> well, you I, are failures.
1: <laughs> yes, I was going to say that. That's That's the best part when he does the failures thing. And it's so interesting to notice that uh, they put it in. kind. Of, well, I don't know if I would say typical, but like the mom is the nurturing, caring character, like yeah. even though they're messing up, she she like boils it down to like finding something positive. Take about take away from it. But then Miss Joback cannot handle more than one idiot. And yeah, so, he's
0: he's more of like the disciplinarian and he's like the tough love dad. Yeah, where the mom is just the nurturer and tries to like make excuses for them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, it uh, it honestly made me think about uh, kind of a little bit of the progression on how. uh, Oh shoot, I'm forgetting names, but uh, the psychiatrist from What About Bob?
0: Yeah, Richard Dreyfus.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, And how well he did, I was thinking about how well. uh, the character Mr. Doback did on that steady, like kind of getting fed up with it. And then the absolutely like meltdown at that. End.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just I, he handled that character so well. Um And he's kind of like one of those. Hey, it's that guy. in like different movies, like he's been in a lot of movies, probably in more parts that, you know. Mm-hmm. Or that than, you know, I guess. Um, he just shows up in a lot of different things And I guess this is really one of the bigger roles He's had And he, he did a really good job with it Yeah, And you know Mary Steenburgen She did a great job too as Mrs. Um, Mrs. Huff But um, You know we mentioned earlier Adam Scott As Derek Dude he's probably Like other than Dale and Brennan he's the, the Best character in the movie
1: Yeah probably uh, and he uh he reoccurs so much and we didn't even talk about how the brothers tried to screw up the selling of the house when he would come back and show up cuz that was that was always a good scene
0: yeah like they pretend that uh one of them died and then like all of a sudden they're neighbors and uh Brennan's dressed up like a nazi and Dale's dressed up like part of the kkk <laughs> uh it's just other ridiculous parts of the movie that, you know, probably didn't really need to be there, but it just added to more funniness, funny scenes. And I feel like that's probably how this movie was written. Just all these different scenes that they thought would be funny, put together into a movie to make sense.
1: Yeah. I wonder how many scenes they filmed that didn't make it.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. I, I know I watched some of the deleted scenes, but I'd have to go back and check it out because there's like an entire verse of boats and hoes that wasn't used.
1: (laughs) Oh no!
0: Yeah, I think you could find the whole thing on YouTube. Nice, but um, yeah. I mean, I got I got some trivia and stuff here. If you unless you have something else,
1: nope, you're good. Go ahead. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, so Will Ferrell he does his own singing in the movie. It's like all the singing parts he does it, and then <laughs> John C. Riley does all the drumming. Wait, seriously. Which, like. I mean, all the drumming, yeah, like the drumming and the um,
1: solo at the end,
0: yeah, the solo at the end that was all him.
1: And anytime I you see it...
0: John C. Riley playing the drums, he's actually playing the drums,
1: okay. Because during the solo, they didn't actually show his face, so I thought it was somebody else doing the drum solo.
0: <laughs> no, that was actually him.
1: What really,
0: yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Hmm. Um, so. <laughs> Speaking of the drums, so the part where Brennan goes and teabags <laughs> Dale's drum set, so it's funny, those, th- that wasn't, like, the original plan, and then they came up with the idea kind of on the fly, and they thought it would be funny for Will Ferrell to do that, and it's like, obviously, we're not going to have Will Ferrell, you know, pull out his testicles and put them on the drum, like, for everybody to see, so they had some fake ones made, and they're actually worth $20,000. The fake oh. testicles are worth twenty thousand dollars. What? Yeah, and uh, Adam McKay, the you know the the director of the movie, he gave those to Will Ferrell as like a Christmas present, <laughs> which Will Ferrell finds hilarious. And I've heard like during Christmas parties and stuff, he brings them out. <laughs> it's like a joke, <laughs> which I could see Will Ferrell doing. <laughs> but uh, so when they did the casting for the role of Derek. Two of the pe- two other people they had in mind were Thomas Lennon. I don't know if you know who that is. He was in, um, uh, he was Officer Dangle in Reno 911. Okay. And, uh, John Hamm from, uh, Mad Men. Okay. But, you know, I feel like Adam Scott was definitely a best choice of those three. Yeah. So there's a scene where uh, after Dale and Brennan become friends and they're showing like all this cool stuff that they got and they want to share, you know, like Dale's got um, night vision goggles. And then Brennan like produces a sword with Randy Jackson's autograph on it. Uh, that sword that Brennan shows Dale is a replica replica replica. God, I can't talk <laughs> um, of Duncan McLeod's katana from Highlander. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the last one I got, so there's a scene like when they're starting to bond and everything after um, the fight and all that, that um, they're watching a Steven Seagal movie. Oh, yeah. The movie they're watching is Above the Law, which was Steven Seagal's debut. And it was also John C. Riley's debut as an uncredited thug in the movie.
1: Oh, really? Oh my gosh, that's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that either. Like, when
0: I saw that, I was like, what? No way. And I looked and, you know, in the credits and stuff, and it just says John C. Riley uncredited as Thug. <laughs> <laughs> so that was his acting debut and Steven Seagal's acting debut. Interesting. So that is all I've got for uh, facts and trivia. So I can move on into my segment, which is Hanks for Nothing. Uh, every time we review a movie, I try to you know, relate it back to Tom Hanks in some way. Uh, sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's not. Uh, this time, it wasn't that bad.
1: Uh, yeah, with all these famous names, there's got to be some connection.
0: Oh, yeah, and all these like, comedy actors and stuff. Um, and just people that have done like a lot of different roles. So this one was pretty simple. So Mary Steenburgen was in the 1993 movie Philadelphia with Tom Hanks. Okay. Which he won an Academy Award for Best Actor. It was his first Academy Award.
1: Nice. There you go. Pretty straightforward. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so we got that one covered, and we can move on into our grades. Uh, So, you know, just like always, I looked up on Rotten Tomatoes here. So do you want to give a guess of what the critic score is on Rotten Tomatoes?
1: Oh, man. Actually, I didn't look any of this up, so I have no clue. Um uh what uh, what's their scale uh out of 10
0: no it's like a percentage
1: okay oh yeah percentage um i'd say 91
0: dude you are way off is for some the critic percentage of this is 55 Ew.
1: 55 what? that's the outrageous. audience
0: that... the audience is 69
1: okay hold on
0: wait a minute which i find funny <laughs> it's,
1: it's 69 nice <laughs>
0: Uh, any idea what the IMDB score is that's out of 10
1: uh, the IMDB score oh you were saying Rotten Tomatoes too and they usually yeah. are more strict on that Um, 9
0: it is a 6.9
1: what the crap
0: dude IMDB is really like picky sometimes too like You know, the Shawshank Redemption has like a 9.3, and that's like one of the highest rated movies on IMDb. Man. (laughs) Uh, I also checked Amazon. We started doing that. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. So Amazon is out of five stars, and um, it was given a 4.6, which I feel like is a little more accurate, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I should have brought up a one-star review and talked about it. We'll have to do that in the future. Like movies that we like that get one star reviews. Mm-hmm. It's just like what people say.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the ridiculous things.
0: So, you know, as for our ratings, what would you give this?
1: Um, I would give it, uh, because we do out of five, I would do, uh, five rocks out of five. Yeah,
0: I agree. Like, like I said, it's, you know, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, you know, it might even be my favorite movie. I'm not sure. It's it's hard to really rank your favorite films, but it, it's definitely in the conversation for me.
1: Yeah, I just find it so difficult. Like I'm shocked at some of the ranking uh that they did. Um, but they uh it's well done, it's well filmed, it's funny. It's supposed to be funny, it's supposed to be a comedy. Like I don't really understand what they took away from it where they're saying this is a bad this is not Giving it a good rating doesn't mean like, hey, they should be nominated for some kind of an award. It's just saying that's a good, entertaining movie that was well done and is quality entertainment. Yeah. So, I I don't get it. That's weird.
0: Yeah, I don't get it either. Um, Like I said, you know, this is one of my favorite movies, and it's funny. So, like the first time I ever hung out with my wife, I was in college and, like, I just kind of threw out a stepbrothers quote, and she finished the rest of it, and nice. that was kind of, like, what I realized that I did like her, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the rest was history. Yeah, and we always talk about that and
0: laugh, but, uh, yeah, actually, when I watched this movie for the review that was her and I watched together, <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know, we haven't seen Stepbrothers in a while. <laughs> and it's, you know, like I said, it's always funny, and Oh, I forgot to mention one thing I noticed the last time I watched it that I never noticed before. So some of the scenes they show inside Dale's beat laboratory. Part of the wall is painted black, but it's like Dale started painting it and didn't finish it. And I feel like it's just one of those things that, you know, it's really hard to notice, but it just kind of works with Dale's personality. (laughs) (laughs) Where It's like probably something he thought you know, this is probably a good idea that starts it, and then he just, he's like the most unmotivated person, so he stops.
1: <laughs> Sounds about right.
0: Yeah. Okay, so since we got our ratings out of the way, we can move on to suggestions. Thank you! Aha. Showtime! Showtime. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering. If I have
0: to do it. it every week, or like something's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be like superstitious about it. Um, yeah, so it's my turn, um, this week. And you know, I didn't really have much in mind until we started doing this. And you know, my suggestion is gonna be uh, walk hard Dewey Cox story.
1: Oh, nice, good. Point.
0: That's I don't know, like that movie, it came out at a weird time, it was a bomb in the box office and like i rented it um from a movie rental place which that tells you how long ago that was (laughs) um and i thought it was hilarious and i ended up buying it i actually had two copies of it at one point because somebody gave me a copy of it (laughs) but uh yeah it's a really funny movie and it's a complete spoof on the like the the movie like the music biography where they like do a biography on a musician kind of like Ray or walk the line or something like that
1: Mm -hmm. or like
0: Bohemian Rhapsody. So it follows John C. Riley as Dewey Cox as like this. He's almost like a Johnny Cash. Yeah. But um, just like this crazy, stupid things that happen in his life. And it's really dumb in some spots, but it's, just funny and kind of clever in other spots and i feel like it really deserves more recognition than what it's got
1: nice and still have to watch that
0: yeah and there's a lot of good quotes in it which takes us to our final segment which is our quote face off i'd like to take his his face off yeah. you want to take his Face. Yes. His face. Oh. So each week we try to have a theme for our quotes, and uh, this week we decided to take, you know, some of our favorite Will Ferrell or John C. Riley quotes that aren't from Step Brothers. So since I'm hosting this time, it is your turn to go first. What do you got?
1: All right. So I'm going to go pretty random out there. Um, we've. He- uh, I feel like we've used Will Ferrell. Uh, we've both used will Ferrell quotes before. And so I'm going to go, I'm actually going to go to one of his least popular movies, but it had some quality scenes and quality content in it mm-hmm. as I was re rewatching some of the scenes on YouTube. Yeah. And so I'm going to go to blades of glory. Oh man. <sighs> And so there's a part of it where so it's the the fact that Will Farrell and I can't remember his name Napoleon Dynamite guy um are two yeah, John Heater yeah are two male figure skaters and they have been <laughs> banned from a single uh figure skating competition so then they decide to team up and become a pair partner whatever and in I, I totally forgot about this but pam from the office is in it mm-hmm. and she's also uh, a walk hard <laughs> <laughs> so she um Uh, gets him like there's an awkward scene that something goes on and then Will Ferrell and the other guy are fighting so Will Ferrell is constantly trying to reach the guy to you know make things well again between their friendship so that they can compete and all that so there's a scene where he's in a hotel room and he just keeps calling the guy and leaving him messages and one of those calls that he makes is this If we went to a Halloween party dress as Batman and Robin, I'd go as Robin. That's how much you mean to me. <sighs> that was stupid that I said that. You know what? No, I'm not. I don't think that's stupid. I'm glad that I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I totally well, forgot about that.
0: That movie is completely ridiculous, too, and I feel like deserves more credit. There's so many funny quotes from that movie as well.
1: Yeah. Now, if you had told me all those ratings that you mentioned were for Blades of Glory, I could have totally believed it yeah for sure like those seem more accurate for blades of glory because blades of glory is definitely not near the same level as Step Brothers. but anyways i i digress what uh yeah. what do you got for
0: um i it's funny you picked a will ferrell one because i got a john c riley one so that works pretty good uh mine is from talladega Nights, and there's a scene where they're all having dinner together and they're you know praying to jesus and uh Ricky Bobby, you know, Will Ferrell's character, keeps saying, baby Jesus. And he's like, you know, I feel like you can um, think of Jesus any way you want, because, like, as long as you're still praying to Jesus. And Cal Naughton Jr., who's John C. Riley's character, he says,
1: I like to think of Jesus, like, with John Eagle's wings and singing lead vocals for Leonard Skinner with, like, an angel band. And I'm in the front row, and I'm hammered drunk.
0: Oh, for some reason, that that right. whole, like, scene makes me laugh, but I don't know, him talking about Leonard Skinner just always gets me. <laughs>
1: <sighs> well, there you go. That's our face-off for this week.
0: Yeah, and that is our review of Step Brothers. Um, next week, we will be doing, we'll be going back to just a topic where we have a discussion um, and the week after that, we'll be back on a movie review. Um, we haven't have we even picked a discussion topic for next week. We're terrible at planning. Ahead.
1: We are terrible. <laughs> uh, I'm
0: sure uh, you know, we'll put it out there so you guys can see on the Twitter page or something like that.
1: On the Twitterverse. On on the Twitter. No. And uh, yeah, and eventually on on the Facebook when we get around to that. <laughs> Yeah, whatever that happens. But
0: until then, um, you know, if you guys want to leave us a review, uh, please do so. Let us know how we're doing. I'd uh, like to get some feedback. But until then, we will see you next week. And as always, be kind and
1: rewind. Sì, si tu no aquí,
0: Me
1: fin de Boats and home i los dos por ti Volare. por see si hasta
0: oh, and